0: Welcome in to the Mini Lombardi Podcast, Week 5 Edition. TJ, how you doing
1: today? You know, I could be a little bit better, but... Uh, yeah, me too. I think things are trending up, though, so I think we'll be okay.
0: We, we both have two losses in a row. You think things are trending up?
1: No, they're really not. But uh, <laughs> I'm hoping for sunnier days ahead. I mean, today was what? A nice cloudy, rainy day, so it's it can only get better. Well, let's get into Taco and Badger Girl. So more points, please. Did not get enough points. Badger Girl did win this one, 143 to 114. And you and I both predicted with accuracy the outcome of this game.
0: Yeah, this does not surprise me at all. We predicted that Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones would have some decent games going against the Giants in London. Even though the Packers failed to come out with a victory. Um, I think the thing that really hurt more points, please, was the uh, Naheen Hines concussion.
1: Yeah, that definitely hurt. Robert Woods is an underperformer as well. Kelsey was his only overperformer of the week, having a, a very nice big game. He was the tight end of the week. And then Badger Girl, I mean, she had some solid performances by Nick Chubb, Mike Williams, Dallas Goddard, and Raheem Mostert all going above expectations. So that is going to help you out. The one most notable thing I saw when looking at this matchup is the bench warmer QB of the week, Carson Wentz, sitting on the bench at 38 points, and he's the quarterback nine on the season right now.
0: We all know that Taco loves Matthew Stafford. Do you think he will ever bench him? No, I don't. Like, like how bad would it have to get for him to bench him? He's currently quarterback 22 on the year. Carson Wentz is quietly having a good fantasy season.
1: He is. All the podcasts I listen to, I've never been high on Carson Wentz. And everybody had been really crapping on him all season. Or all offseason, I should say.
0: Even his own coach crapped on him. <laughs> yes. They, they asked Ron Rivera what the difference between him and the rest of the division was. And he was like quarterback. And he's in a division... With Daniel Jones and Cooper Rush playing at quarterback right now. <laughs> and then he quickly had to, like, backtrack and be like, oh, yeah, never. I'm really happy we have Carson Wentz on the team. But like, The
1: other thing that troubles me about Mr. Taco Wallace's team here is, is it time to worry about the running back situation?
0: Uh, I don't think Mrs. Sirius will be worried when she's playing him this week i'm just asking the hard-hitting
1: questions if it were my team i would be worried james cook made a apparent nice week however it was only four carries for 30 yards and he got a touchdown that saved the day without that it would have been a three-point week for him gibson under seven and obviously injured but Hines with less than two points that's uh that's really tough, especially when you're going up against Nick Chubb, who scores twenty-five points, and Aaron Jones with an underwhelming performance of ten, still beating all but Kareem Hunt on your bench in regards to running back. So I'd be a little worried. Kelsey can't compensate enough. Is it time to ship Kelsey off? Get a two for one. Ooh. It's a good idea. I'm gonna send him a trade tonight.
0: Alright, there we go.
1: Moving on to Waddle Baby Waddle versus the team that scares me. Now, this is a pretty good matchup in that Waddle Baby Waddle was, once again, the second best team on the week, points-wise. He was the most efficient manager, and he outscored projections by the most on the week. So... Waddle Baby Waddle does have a nice strong team here, and he really showed it off in this performance, beating the scary team 180 to 116. Now, both you and I, we were really hoping that Waddle Baby Waddle would kind of hit a bit of a slump here. We had a lot of overperformers on Waddle Baby Waddle's side. Jeff Wilson, Brees Hall, Gabe Davis went off on a massive week. That really hurt me in a couple of leagues and helped me in one, so it's a real mixed bag of emotions there
0: so I'm looking at the standings and we're going to talk about the standings later but the team that scares me is really right in the middle of the pack for points scored he's usually right there every week and his team's underperforming slightly but he scored 626 points on the year and that's really right in the middle of I guess not he's dead last in his division. I guess he really hasn't scored that many points. You could strike that from the record. But he is also getting absolutely leveled in the points against column. He has the most points scored against him. As long as he keeps losing, the trade offers are going to keep coming. <laughs> and I will I will have to think about them really, really hard.
1: So cup of tea, if you want the trade offers to stop, you're gonna have to tank this upcoming week.
0: Speaking of cup of tea, she got her
1: first win of the season this year against yours truly. Well, trade alert, trade alert. So before this game went down, we did have a big impactful trade. Well, actually, I I think that's maybe more of a uh, more of a highlight is that it it wasn't that impactful on the on the win. It it netted her three points and a five point win. The trade didn't really affect the matchup. It gave Cup of Tea a two-point advantage. However, she would have still won by three points. It was a bit of an advantage. However, she would have gotten the win this week anyway, so good for her. Uh, but Tom Brady and Derek Henry for Dalvin Cook and Jalen Hurts. Man, those are some big names right there. That is a fun trade to see come across.
0: Yeah, I kind of thought so when I made the offer. What it really came down to is uh, I decided I, I've always wanted... Derrick Henry, to be on one of my fantasy teams. I've never really got the opportunity to draft him. And I made the decision that I wanted him. And I knew that after losing Tua and after the trade last week, that Cup of Tea definitely would probably be interested in a quarterback. So I just went up and offered the number three quarterback on the year, along with Dalvin Cook. Um, who really hasn't been doing that well. I think he was number 25, running back 25 on the week or on, or on the season going into this week. I'm sure that's a little bit higher now. And Tom Brady also wasn't doing very hot. He was like quarterback 16 on this season or something like that coming into this year. so but I have a lot of faith in Brady. Uh, I started him in quite a few leagues last year. and now that he's got his weapons back, I figured it wouldn't be too big of a trade off. The trade hurts away. And I went out and got the guy that I wanted, and now I have a, uh, now I have Henry and Barkley in my
1: backfield, and I'm pretty stoked about it. Well, way to go, good for you. I mean, go get your guys right. We did have Derrick Henry was an overperformer, Dalvin Cook was an overperformer this week, uh, getting back to form a little bit there, and Amari Cooper, and uh, the two to one there on the big games really did help cup cup of tea. So
0: yeah, th- uh. Looking at this matchup, it was pretty even across the board, except in three places. Um, One, with Rashard Penny going out, that really hurt her. But she got me back uh, in the wide receiver position with Cooper Cup outperforming Amon Ross St. Brown. I got 10 points uh, in the plus of the tight end matchup, but where it really came to play here was in the flex spot with amari cooper outperforming brandon
1: iuk and that's that's where she went and got me yeah that was definitely a clutch move there and uh, conklin man what a disappearing act is he a is he a magician he must be however maybe it's not just him
0: maybe it's the entire tight end position because dalton schultz on her bench also
1: goosed so as a wash <laughs> That is very unfortunate when both of your options end up scoring a goose egg. I mean, just knowing that you won this week really helps when you get a a zero in your lineup. I just hate a zero in your lineup. But when you have the matching position on your bench, it's, you know what? As we head into it, it's going to be just as bad as my tight end situation that I tried to make a trade to fix and didn't fix it at all. I had to make a waiver move to then fix again the trade that I made. I guess let's move along and trade alert. All right, next matchup, uh, Pity City versus Neek. So prior to this matchup, I had hopes that Kyle Pitts would end up playing, but last minute he was deemed out. I believe it was on Friday. So I did have a little bit of time. I was looking at my lineup. I couldn't really decide who to drop to pick up a tight end, so I decided I'd try to make a trade at least. I did make a trade to get Logan Thomas, sending away Alshon Jeffrey. Well, Logan Thomas ended up being out as well come, I think it was Sunday morning. So I ended up having to make a waiver move anyways, dropped somebody. It, uh, it didn't really work out very well for me because then I ended up picking up Will Disley. He's had a couple of big weeks on the year, so I was hoping for the best. And he went two for three for 21 yards, getting pretty close to his projections, hitting four points for me, which... At least going up against Kittle, only getting 7.7, so half of what Kittle scored, but wasn't quite enough. Really, the nail in the coffin was mm. Juju, Monday night, putting up a measly 6.3, but it was just enough to secure the win. So,
0: Yeah, you know, the one thing that's been kind of hurting you all season long has been Russell Wilson at the quarterback position. I guess uh, Christian Kirk really didn't, hurt, didn't help you out too much either with that uh, two-point one performance. So I, I, I have I have two questions for you as a fantasy manager. One, first, and with uh, with Russell Wilson. Now that we know he's got a shoulder issue, uh, I believe it's a lat, very similar to the injury that Dak Prescott had at the beginning of last year. And you know he's flying out and getting injections. Well, how do you feel about Russell Wilson right now? Are 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 you going to be pivoting
1: away from him? From him coming uh, this coming week. So I wanted to. I debated starting Trevor Lawrence instead, and last minute I did kind of decide against it. Uh, it wouldn't have given me enough to win the game, anyways. So uh, I'm not too upset about not pivoting on that one. Man, it is it is definitely tough right now.
0: The other the other question I was going to ask you is. A lot of times, we make trades, and in the moment of the trade, we feel very good about it, and I just wanted to go back to week one and say,
1: how are you feeling about your Pittman for Debo trade right now? So, Debo is currently the 18th ranked PPR wide receiver with 75 points. Pittman is 29 with, I'm going to round up a little bit here, it's 59.3, but we'll call it 60 just to make it easy math here, so... I'm only really down 15 points on the season. That's really not that bad. And considering his last couple of weeks, I mean, I did have a week where he didn't play. So you throw that in there. We got a 27, a 15, a 6, and a 10. So let's average that out at about 10 to 12. Um, I mean, I'd be kind of right there with him. So it's really not that bad of a trade at this moment. I was really hoping for a little more of a built-up chemistry with Maddie Ice or that Matty Ice might hit it a little quicker out of the box here. Um, I think he's kind of building in a little slow, but hopefully that rapport will build and I think he's going to get stronger over the season. Pittman, ha- I mean, he was a great wide receiver last year, so the talent is there. The player is good. He's getting the routes. He's running. He's on the field, so um, I think it's going to come. I also wasn't expecting that Lance would get hurt. Um, that's a big factor in this, and I think had Lance still been Playing Debo would be getting less running, um, less rush attempts. And I know they really praised Lance's long arm ball, so maybe more of that would have been going to Ayuk because he's kind of more of the speedster. Not that Debo's not fast, but um, he's kind of more of the downfield target, Ayuk. So um, I think that is also playing into this a little bit and bringing it a little closer. I'm still happy with the trade. With the information that I knew at the beginning of the season, I mean, players get hurt, people, you know, things change. So you just got to take what you got at the time. And I felt like it was a good move. I think things will stay pretty even throughout the year, and it's going to be exciting to kind of see how things end up. But I'm still feeling pretty good overall with it.
0: Well, we will keep our eye on that one. Uh, that's this is not going to go away all season. I'm going to keep. I, I think I'm going to keep coming back to this because it it was such a even trade and everything. I just while we encourage people to trade in our league, the one thing that stops people from trading is that there is an inherent amount of risk involved. Absolutely. You do your research, and you like your guys, and you draft your guys, and you're happy with your team. So um, this is this is just something I want to keep looking at and coming back around, and maybe and maybe Matty Ice does figure something out. Um, he looks kind of done to me, um, but I. What do I know? This is fantasy football, there is inherent risk involved in everything. You know, that's that's why we have that's why it's so much fun to that's play. That's why
1: we play the game. Now, the one thing I will say is at least Neek did have the narrowest of victories of this week. So the fact that I did lose does suck, but knowing that I was almost there you know, you gotta find the small bright spots when you do lose, so
0: How many points did she score total? Uh, 134.23. Okay. And uh, Cup of Tea scored 132, and she had the lowest point total in a victory this week, which did not make me feel very good. (laughs) Um, But considering that Neek only scored two more than Cup of Tea, she was right there.
1: You know, and we'll get into this a little bit later. I know we're going to kind of go over the divisions and kind of how the standings are looking. To be leading my division, especially after this loss, where my opponent had all the second lowest score in victory. I mean, it's all about the matchups. You get lucky sometimes, you get unlucky others, and we kind of mentioned that as we're kind of talking about the team that scares me, where when you're playing against a team that scores 180 points, it's hard to win. He only put up 116 this week, but if he had put up 143, it wouldn't have mattered. Had he played somebody else, he would have won. Had he played Cup of Tea, had he played me, you, Neek, at 143 points, he could have won those matches. But playing Waddle Baby Waddle, he still would have lost. So it's just all about how the, uh, how the cards are dealt and who you're playing any given week.
0: All right, so the, the next matchup we talked about on our preview last week would be TD Al's versus The Doctor.
1: And I guess uh,
0: we owe The Doctor some apologies
1: that is very true. We both picked TDLs to win this one, and the doctor walked all over him. I guess not walked all over him, but 155 to 135. He had about an extra player on his bench. Uh, well, he put up 155 with a zero. T.
0: Higgins must have went out early in the game. And he put up 155 with a zero, so there was definitely potential for more
1: points there. Very true. Good
0: point. He really—I guess he
1: did walk all over him. I, I should retract that again and go back to my original statement. D
0: has got a monster performance from Patrick Mahomes, a solid def- uh, performance from his defense in New England, and Marquise Brown had a big week. A little bit of underperformance from Edwards-Hilaire and Gerald Everett, but I mean. We talked about the tight end wasteland. One point two points isn't too bad, you know. I mean, <laughs> cup of tea would a cup of tea would have killed for one point two points.
1: Uh, absolutely. Well, and Najee underperformed too, only pulling up six and a half points there. So um, the doctor did have a lot of big performances, though. Uh, Tyler Lockett went off. The 49ers defense uh, really went off. Mike Boone even outscored his projections. I'm classifying a big game as anything five points over projections. So, uh, Mike Boone gets the award, and Devonte Adams down there in his flex. Um, he definitely, he definitely had a great week as well. So,
0: man, that was a fun game to watch yesterday. Devonte Adams and Kelsey put on a show last night. That was, that was something else. And then, and then Devonte Adams continued the show after the game. So, we'll see what happens this coming next week. He might be seeing a one-game suspension.
1: That'll suck for the doctor. He does have a few options on his bench, uh, most notably his new starting running back. Congrats on Ken Walker, and uh, what a week.
0: Yeah, big week, and a big opportunity for Ken Walker coming up.
1: And that brings us to our projected game of the week. And boy, did this not disappoint, being the largest blowout of the week. Mrs. Sirius does it again. Trouncing on the competition. She outscored him by a 100 points. When you got Allen putting up 55 points alone, that's a pretty good start. And then you move down to the second position on our starting lineup with Austin Eckler scoring 36 points. I'm going to round up on this one. I'm going to give him the thirty-six. Where is Eckler ranked now on the season? He is the number one PPR running back, number three standard formats. I mean, wow. Yeah, he yeah he rose from the dead. He did. Week one putting up 11 points. Man, we all should have been trading for him then. Uh, we gotta get her a loss though. Still at at five and zero now on the season.
0: The thing with Eckler though is that earlier in the season they were using Sony Michelle a lot more. And as we've gotten into the season here, they have gotten away from Sony Michelle. I think he was in the game for two snaps on Sunday. Yeah, that sounds right. So Eckler's Eckler Eckler's gonna get his. Uh, he is he is back to being awesome. Awesome Eckler. Awesome Eckler.
1: But Josh Allen, awesome, excellent, and Josh Jacobs were her overperformers of the week. Her underperformers were Brandon Cook and Jalen Waddell. Bush Zilla, the Achilles heel. Cam Akers and James Robinson were his underperformers. Lamar Jackson underperformed. Tyreek Hill got hurt and underperformed. TJ Hawkinson underperformed. Debo underperformed, and Jerry Judy underperformed. And he had no players that beat expectations exponentially.
0: I don't think he had one player that beat expectations on his whole team, and that was McCole Hardman. But this this is just one of those fantasy weeks you gotta throw out uh it's an outlier he's been scoring he's been scoring points like crazy um so i'm sure he'll come back this week uh and uh look who he's playing
1: well before we get into that let's uh let's talk a little bit about the league here and take a look at our standings so how do you like the division so far tj so I would say that there are pros and cons to the divisions. One of the pros is I do like our early on divisional matchups. I know it's going to be a lot of fun late in the season here when we come back to playing within the division again. I, I'm excited for the rivalries um, that this is going to create. One of the negatives I will say, and this is really going to kind of, I guess, hit me. Um, when you look at our standings, I am ranked pretty low. However, I'm leading my division. I'm 7th in the league. Theoretically, I should be missing the playoffs. However, if the season ended today, I would be in because I'm at the top of the division. Now, a lot of time left. Overall, I I do think I like them. What about you, Ray? What are your thoughts so far on the divisions?
0: I like the divisions. I've always kind of liked the divisions in fantasy. Um, We kind of went away from them for a little bit. Having having two divisions wasn't a whole lot of fun. I didn't really like the two different divisions. But now that we're allowed to have... Now that with the extra game and we can have three, four-team divisions and have everybody play you know, the way the schedule sets up I, and how we're going to play our divisional opponents at the beginning of the year and then we'll play them again at the end of the year, I I really like it. And it'll continue. And we'll, we'll see how it plays out here. We got... It's still... We're about, what, one quarter of the way through the season? Yep. yep. So...
1: A lot of time left. A lot of time.
0: What it really comes down to is we got some. We got two really tough divisions here. With the Rodgers division, you got three teams that are three and two. The Star divisions, you have uh, Mrs. Sirius at five and zero, oh, and then two more teams at three and two. So there's some tight races, and there's uh,
1: we'll see how things end up. Well, and even taking a look at our at the Favre division, I mean, I'm sitting now on the top at three and two, but Bush Zill's right behind me at two and three, and TDL's sitting third, technically based on points four, but he's also at two and three. So, I mean, one more win, if I lose and they win, I mean, we're either we're tied up. So, and either one of them would overtake me on points, so I could be stepping from first down to second or third pretty quick here with just. One loss on my side and a couple of wins on theirs. How do you like the fab, TJ?
0: I'm looking at the fab dollars left over here, and everybody in the star division has $100 worth of fab. Two people in the far division have $100 worth of fab, and you got my division. I'm the only one who spent any fab. The other ones are still in the high 90s. So, um... (laughs) either there's not a lot of players worth picking up or i'm just overpaying on everything
1: i guess i don't know is there do we need larger benches maybe is is that the issue are people just putting in zero dollar bids because there's five people that are out there that they're like well i can take either one of these people and it'll it'll give me a person to start Or we could go the opposite way. Maybe we have to decrease
0: the bench size because there's not enough players out there on the waiver wire for people to spend their money on. We thought that adding the flex spot would kind of fix that problem. And I like the second flex spot.
1: I do like it over the kicker. Maybe what we should do is just drop the defense. Well, how does that help anything? It would fix my issue. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The defenses definitely are very volatile this year. That's for sure. So we would love to hear our uh, league mates feedback on this. Uh, so when you're uh, thinking about fantasy and we're having fantasy discussions, uh, let us know how you feel about it. You know, the other thing we did was the Daily Waivers. I'm not sure I'm a huge fan of that, but uh, something we can discuss next off season.
1: I am liking the Daily Waivers. I think it gives everybody a fair chance. It's really hard to get the alert and have to hop on and go make a move immediately when something happens. So we're not in college anymore. We all have day jobs where things are getting busier. The daily waivers, I think, evens things out. Everybody gets their shot, especially with the fab dollars. If you want the player, you spend the money.
0: The one thing that I would like to change, and and not that I don't like, like I said, I didn't like the daily waivers. The one thing I would change is instead of opening it up on Sunday, I think we should open it up on Saturday. Just because sometimes I've ran into some situations where it's like you need a player and you're looking there at Saturday and you're like, well, do I need to spend fab on it or to, in order to make sure I get them? Because you need that player for your roster on Sunday. I don't know. I, just, I, I think opening it up on Saturday would make it feel a little bit better. All right. Well, enough about a league overview. Let's head into some predictions for next week. All right, our week six preview, and we are going to start with our matchups this week. So we got Pity City versus the Doctor, and I guess the question is, are we going to respect the Doctor this week, TJ? Currently, the Doctor
1: is projected to beat me. You you do have a bye week in your lineup at the current at currently. You know what? The Doctor has been he's been scoring pretty well. I have not. I think I have a Russell Wilson blemish I need to work on. You know what, Ray? I'm starting to get a little scared. Well, this is this is the part of the fantasy season where you got to work on your roster. Uh, I
0: know we talk about um, Mrs. Sirius being five and zero and she's completely demolishing everybody, but I'd be more curious to see what happens when she sees some adversity and sees an injury or has or now we start to have bye week issues. Who is going to make the necessary changes in their roster to stay on top of this league? To stay on top of their divisions, to keep winning. So that's what you're going to be
1: faced with this week. you got some work to do. Complacency is a detriment to you in fantasy football. I firmly believe that. I have to pick myself. So I'm sorry, Doc. Not this week, but I'll show you some respect next week. But I can't pick my own self to lose. So I'm going to go with Pity City this week. I'm picking the doctor. I'm I'm with the doctor on this one. All right. So moving on, is it snowing in Vermont? Verse the Achilles heel. Um. So this
0: is uh, a dead heat right now. Uh. uh projected one twenty five to one twenty four. You scroll through the matchup here. It's fairly even. I'm a little bit concerned about Tyreek Hill's injury. I have him in another league, and I don't like the fact that he got stepped on. That is, it's a possibility that he ended up with a Liz Frank injury. He was seen in a walking boot after the game, and Liz Frank injuries scare me. So I don't know what's going to happen with Tyreek Hill this week. And
1: he, I mean, he could be perfectly fine for all I know. I guess we will see on this one. I am going to, I think you're going to take this one.
0: Well, I'm going to pull the, pull the U card and be like, uh, I'm not picking against myself. So, you know, there is a looking at the bench here. Uh, there is a possibility that, uh, Jonathan Taylor could come back and that could, uh, that could swing the tide here. Depending on if he's ready to come back or not, that could also be a detriment to, uh, the Achilles heel. So,
1: so moving on to our next matchup, more points, please is going up against Mrs. Sirius. So Mrs. Sirius now is finally not the game of the week. More points, please needs to score some more points with the lack of running backs on the roster. We got a few bye weeks hitting, which is going to make some decisions a little more difficult. I do think that Josh Allen, awesome excellence, they're going have a uh, they're gonna have a bit of their way with more points, please. Alan Lazard, like we just said, hopefully Aaron Rodgers goes nuclear this week. Um, even with Josh Jacobs being out, I think that she's going to have a bit of an advantage here, and we'll end up taking this one in the end. And Unfortunately, that'll bring her to 6-0, but uh, she's going to lose next week.
0: Yeah, I'm not picking against my wife either. Uh, Mrs. Sirius all the way. We'll see if Taco can fix his running back situation here. So, it's not pretty.
1: So moving right along, we got Waddle Baby Waddle versus Neek.
0: This is
1: a potential matchup for the game of the week here. So we got some moves coming on the quarterback front here. He's got to do something because Jared Goff is on bye. So we're definitely going to see some movement on this roster. I'll bet you 10 bucks he bids
0: $0 on whatever quarterback he's going to pick up. Bet you $10 bucks i am going to get him. Geno Smith is out there, I think.
1: Yeah, guess who else needs a quarterback?
0: Yeah, I know. Geno Smith is still out there. So we'll see what he does at quarterback. I think I'm gonna pick I'm gonna pick Neek for now.
1: Yeah, at the moment, with the with the lack of quarterback and not a lot out there, I don't know. He's gonna have to make a trade if he wants to go to quarterback. I think this might be the week that he's gonna crash down a little bit. He's been scoring pretty hot lately. So um, I'm also gonna pick Neek this week. Alright, moving on, we have the team that scares me against cup of tea and i i think cup of tea has turned things around i think she's going to i think she's going to take this one against mr scary here i see some definite things that could
0: definitely change on both of these lineups i definitely would not be starting the buffalo defense against patrick mahomes but we got to
1: we got to see what happens here i think the real question is after a couple of zeros do you throw in conklin or do you throw in dalton schultz I mean, neither one really kind of made you feel good. So I'm going to be very curious on which tight end she does play or if she makes a move. I completely agree. I think you're absolutely right about the tight end position. A.J. Brown, you know he's going to bounce back a little bit. Cooper Cup always puts up big numbers. You got Dalvin Cook, Jalen Hurts.
0: Now, Jalen Hurts has been putting up some big fantasy numbers, but he has not thrown a touchdown pass in two weeks now. So that is actually really kind of hurting A.J. Brown and uh, Devontae
1: Smith. But what a good move on the trade to now match up your quarterback and wide receiver, especially a wide receiver like A.J. Brown. I mean, You have a good wide receiver, and you have his good quarterback. You're getting double points now every time those touchdowns will be thrown, and you know the regression's going to turn around, and A.J. Brown's going to get his. He is a touchdown machine. He always has been, so uh, touchdowns will come for him, and it's going to be really nice for Cup of Tea.
0: I did say that I wanted Derrick Henry, and I totally set that trade up so that she would hit the smash button as soon as she saw it, and I'm pretty sure she did because I was – in the Uber with her when she hit it and it was, she didn't even say nothing to me about it. She was just like, I just got an update that the trade went through like bam. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, I guess she liked it.
1: That's going to be a fun trade to kind of watch the unfoldings of this year.
0: Yes, I absolutely. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to uh, answer your questions in three weeks about whether I still happy about it or not.
1: So who'd you pick on that one
0: right now? I'm going to go with the cup of tea. Um, But I reserve the right to change because I know the team that scares me is going to make some moves.
1: Well, it's not for lack of trying if he doesn't. Um, I think I've gotten about seven trade offers from him since we started recording this podcast.
0: Uh, That does not surprise me
1: at all. Instead of the team that scares me, it should be the team that doesn't surprise me with the trade offers.
0: (laughs) Can you put with the trade offers in parentheses on your on your thing? Because be I don't fun. know. I
1: think that's starting to get a little bit too long. We might have to abbreviate some of those words. So, if anybody's got any ideas on how to abbreviate the words and how to fit that into the given character limit, please flow it through in the chat down below.
0: And now it's time for the game of the week. Team TDLs versus team badger girl it's another
1: matrimony matchup you gotta love the matrimony matchups and this one is going to be good both teams have definitely put up some good points this week they're currently projected to be pretty close we only got a five point differential on the week here the bye weeks really aren't playing in too poorly um, for either team so um, I I really think this is going to be a really fun one. TDLs does have a lot of negative matchups for his players. Um, Najee coming off a really tough week now facing up against Tampa. So I guess we'll see how this one does end up playing out, but I think we got to give the edge to Badger Girl on this one.
0: I mean, we already talked earlier how we both think Aaron Rodgers is going to go nuclear off uh, at Lambeau against the New York Jets. And I have no doubt that the Buffalo Bills-Kansas City Chiefs game is going to be a back-and-forth type of game with lots of fireworks going off in that one as well. So expecting big days out of Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. You go down to Nick Chubb versus Najee Harris. Obviously, Harris has had a rough go-about so far this year. He's got a tough matchup against Tampa. I'm going to give the edge to Chubb.
1: Chubb doesn't have it easy either, though he's going up against New England.
0: Yeah, but he's Nick Chubb.
1: Yeah, that's very true.
0: Miles Sanders, Aaron Jones, gonna give the uh, gonna give a slight edge to Aaron Jones in this one. But the Packers have not really been using their running backs effectively this year. It's kind of annoying considering, on paper, they're built to run the
1: ball. On paper, they're built to run the ball, and with the departures of Adams. Everybody thought that it was just gonna be flown. This entire offense was gonna be flown through Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon, and it just has not been. So I don't know if things just aren't quite clicking right, or if is is it going to at some point this season? You gotta think it's going to.
0: Uh, I think Matt Lafleur needs to take away some le uh, some of the reins that he's given Aaron Rodgers the past couple of years and um, run his offense.
1: I would agree with that.
0: Is this gonna be an even matchup? I think I'm gonna give the edge to Badger Girl based on some of her matchups. We'll see what happens. All right, well, we'll see everybody next week.
1: and uh score some points all right goodbye